Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for the week ahead, the week from March 15th through the 21st. We're already looking at the week that leads us into the spring equinox or the autumn equinox, depending on where you are in the world, and the zero degrees Aries point where we really start to see some action build up. It is the zodiacal new year, and uh, that happens later this week. So today we're going to talk about where we start the week at as far as with the moon in Aries. So we are already getting a sort of foreshadowing this week of what's to come for the spring equinox. And as well, we'll take a look at the rest of the transits for the week ahead. It's not that bad of a week. We have some, some powerful transits, but they're not powerful in the sense that they are earth shattering, life shattering, etc. Not like we've had in uh, the last couple of months where we've had really big changes going on. Although we do have a significant change in Pluto this week, so we'll want to talk about that. And we'll dig in a little bit into the Pleiadian Earth energy for uh, this week as well, or for at least today. So I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. How was that new moon for everybody? Uh, did Were you able to get some intention sets, some manifesting uh, done or some idea of what it was that you might want to be manifesting. Good morning, Kathleen Mallory and Patricia Woods. Good to see you. And Asa, thank you so much for being out there. It's good to see you. And uh, I'm sure we'll have others joining us here in a minute. Uh, I have a funny story this morning. My hand is totally soaking wet because with coffee because I managed to spill my coffee just as I was going live. And uh, yeah, I cleaned it up, but at least it didn't get into my cards down below me or uh, into my keyboard. That would have been even worse. Um, it's really just all over the mouse pad. And uh, I don't know what to do about that at the moment, except I don't really need my mouse. So there we have it. I can let it dry. Um, okay, so let's dive in, shall we? Um, See, my cat's already feeling the spring fling. She's running around like a crazy woman this morning. So we start the week today with the moon in Aries, one of the signs of action. It is uh, the first sign of the zodiac. It is about initiation, initiating, not initiation. Well, it could be an initiation, I suppose, but initiating energy, prompting us to move outward and to move forward. And today the moon is coming into a sextile with Jupiter, sextile a 60 degree relationship and a square to Pluto. So Pluto being the power planet of transformation, uh, also in a, a situation where he is changing gates this week in our human design. So I wanna take a look at that because that'll happen before we actually meet again on Friday. And uh, then we will also, uh, talk a little bit about the sextile to Jupiter because the moon in Aries is sextile Jupiter in the sign of uh, Aquarius. So we have Aquarius, which is an air sign, fixed air. So anytime we have a fixed sign, we have the tendency to hesitate before moving forward. We have the, the tendency to, to really evaluate first, where are we? Does this feel good or feel right? Or is there is it going to take more energy 
to put into the system to make a change than it is that I'm willing to do. So we have sometimes the slowing down of uh, energy, in this case, ideas, and the expansion of new ideas in favor of sort of calculating, if you will, um, what's the best road, what's the best conservative and preservative uh, pathway forward. So what do we want to preserve of of the old, if you will, of the previous experiences that we've had. And then how do we want to marry that to what's new, what's possible in the sign of Aquarius? And how do we want to move forward with that? Well, the moon in Aries is giving the catalyzing energy to be able to do this kind of stuff. I'm just chuckling because my cat is just crazy this morning. Uh, the, the catalyzing energy behind it all is the moon aligning us with our emotions, aligning us with the power of taking new steps or taking steps in a new direction. So Jupiter is expansive and wants us to grow and expand beyond the, the, the boundaries that we've been in. And of course, the moon in Aries is also supporting that. So we have the opportunity then today uh, to be like a powerful catalyst for moving forward in some way in our lives. Now the square to Pluto is a little bit different story. Pluto, of course, the planet of power and transformation. And the moon in Aries is squaring Pluto in Capricorn. So Capricorn still has this eye fixed on changing the paradigm, changing the uh, institutions in the world that we are a part of whether that is the medical, the, the uh, educational, the financial, the uh, government uh, institutions like corporations and things like that. All of these things are coming in, still coming under uh, Pluto's regenerative powers. So today with the moon squaring Pluto, we may also be reevaluating in our own personal lives what structures or forms that we have built that are no longer sustainable, that no longer support what it is that we want to do. <clears throat> so let's take a little bit of, uh, oh, by the way, let me, before I forget, and I know I'll forget, the moon moves into the void this evening, uh, 8.40 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, 11.40 p.m. on the East Coast, and we'll stay in void until 3.56 a.m. my time, 6.56 for you all on the East Coast, before he moves into, or before she moves into the sign of Taurus. So we have just this entire day really to, well, we had yesterday as well, but since this is the work week, we have today to really initiate those changes that we may have wanted to adopt. Perhaps you uh, set something up with your new moon manifestations or your new moon intentions that might find its way into action today in some way. So new beginnings are absolutely supported by the moon in, at the beginning of this week. And new, new beginnings means initiation energy, initiative, pushing outward, pushing forward. It can be about assertive self-forward movement. So if you are having to thrust yourself out there in some way that you've not done before in order to support where you want to go or who you want to be, today's your day. This is also a, a great energy with the moon and Aries for self-focus. So in other words, focusing on what's correct for you in the body, physical, Aries is the sign that rules the whole of the physical body, and our instincts, 
right, which are a sort of related to intuition and how do we want to move forward with uh, knowing what's true for us. It is a sign that is also about um, authenticity and uh, being straightforward and honest. This is honest energy. So we have fire energy, fire in in uh, Aries and Leo and in Sagittarius are more of the straightforward, honest, truthful kinds of communicators. And so honestly, honesty and that straightforward way of, of communicating are also in the air today. There's also a bit of an impulsive nature to, uh, to Aries energy. So watch for impatience and for wanting to push and force things to happen rather than just following what's out there in the outer world for you to follow with. Uh, Self-discovery, exploration, taking risks, competition, all energies that Aries is a part of, especially owing to Mars being the ruler here. There's warrior energy. War the warrior self is asked to come forward in creating courage and leadership potential and strength and boldness, acting, right? Taking action. And independence, another uh, word that we could use to describe the moon in Aries, self-direction, self uh, reliance, self-sufficient, uh, all of these types of words, self-discovery. We could go on with the words that you could put after self, after that hyphen, because that would all be supported with the energies that we have today. Now, of course, we have the full spectrum of the energies that we can be expressing through. So we have these positive uh, options over here. Uh, we have the neutral ones, and then we also have the more negative or lower frequency energies. So we might need to watch out for selfishness, for vanity, uh, for anger, for impatience during this period of time with the moon in Aries. In the body, Aries rules the eyes, the skin in terms of acne or what is, you know, erupting on the face because it rules the face, the head, the scalp, the brain. So uh, all of the things like headaches and dizziness and uh, the feeling of vertigo also comes through the sign of Aries. So I'm going to go take a look over here and check in with other people who've shown up this morning. Uh, Oops, I got to go backwards here a bit. Uh, hello, Tammy. Good to see you. And Jennifer Peachy, good morning. And Corey, good morning. Pauline Blenner, glad we get another chance to with the moon to go into Aries with the sun as well. Yeah, I, I do. I, I look forward to the sun in Aries every year. Uh, it's that new, be it feels like an authentic new beginning, not like January 1st. And even the human design new year that is, you know, mid-January or the 22nd of January, it doesn't really feel as exciting and new as the Aries zero point does. And the zero point meaning the spring equinox here. And it just does feel so, so great. Uh, Mimi, good morning to you. And she says hello to Beeksy. Uh, she's finally settled. She's at the top of her little cat tree here presumably asleep. I don't know what her deal was a few minutes ago. Uh, Debbie tippetts Tumiel, good morning. Hingrid, good morning. She says, in many heartfelt thanks to everyone for their birthday wishes last Friday. I was driving and so couldn't say thank you in the moment. Blessings and gratitude to you all for the well wishes. Well, of course, Ingrid, we absolutely understood exactly what was going on. Corey says, love Ingrid. Pauline says, did anyone catch Larkma yesterday? 
Uh, I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to do that, but is there something you wanna share with us about the, the message? Um, because we'd be happy to hear about it. And Christine Buckingham, good morning. Jennifer Schreiber, good morning. So happy to catch you live again. We're great to have you. And JLo says, OMG, yes, it started out my day just like that with straight honesty. <laughs> Elisa Garcia, don't forget to be, it's not about, it's not just about being honest with other people in how you're dealing with other people, but also honest with yourself, right? Being honest with yourself. And really being authentic in the way that you express yourself and how you show up in the world. And JLo says, oh, wow, my granddaughter was not feeling too good, uh, all head related. Yes, indeed. Corey, I'm an Aries and I call the writers in my group, the writing warriors. Typical, I guess. That's perfect, Corey. Uh, Elisa, good morning to you. And uh, thank you all for joining me this morning. It's really good to catch up with all of you and to see you out there still interested in learning about astrology, still interested in learning about who the truth is or what the truth is about who you are and what you're here to do on the planet. So, all righty, now let's talk a little bit about what we can expect as the week goes on. It's like I said, not necessarily a very busy week. It, it, every day does seem to have something except uh, Wednesday, I think it is, the 17th. But I was looking at those days because, as you know, the president signed the stimulus bill. So I'm sure many of you are out there expecting your stimulus money. And as luck would have it, the planet Mercury, the planet of messages and, you know, deposits, <laughs> deposits is moving into the gate of abundance uh, as we move into the later part of the week, into Wednesday, actually, Wednesday. And as well, moved into the sign of Pisces. And Pisces is a sign that really does love the idea of sharing and has to have trust and faith that this is an abundant universe and that all a people can share of the resources of the planet equally. And Mercury in Pisces today brings us out, uh, takes one more planet out of the Aquarius uh, stellium that we've had for, well, since about what, December? and uh, starts to, it still leaves Jupiter and uh, Saturn in the sign of Aquarius. So we're not done with Aquarian energy, but now we're moving it into the more imaginative and getting ready for action part of the Zodiac. And then those planets, as we move out of March and into April, begin to move into uh, the sign of Aries and start to bring us action, right? Action orientation. So we're, we're moving ever so step-by-step um, step into energy of creating a new world or creating a new reality and uh, being able to to do that with the way that we set the tone in uh, January actually December and January where we began with these planets that were moving into the sign of Aquarius setting a tone of looking at what was in the best interest for humanity how could we pool our resources, so to speak, and be able to share those resources equitably or more equitably out there in the world. And of course, then there was a lot of still restructuring going on after 2020's destructuring of things out in the world. Uh, 
So Mercury and Pisces now bringing this um, message even closer in, bringing it into instinctual knowing about what to do with different things, messages coming to us, what to do with different resources, how to communicate with one another in a more kind, generous, tolerant, loving way. And not just because um, not just because that's like the right thing to do or the generous thing to do, but because in the grand scheme of things, we're all pushing into what is best for humanity. And if we are doing what's best for humanity, would we really want to continue with division and polarization and with uh, all of the um, you know nastiness that goes on? Uh, in either in your own mind against another person or against a set of people or out in the world against yourself or other people in the world. So Mercury and Pisces kind of smoothing the way, uh, making things a little bit nicer, um, but also more imaginative and the access to more creativity during this period of time. But the one problem that pops up with Mercury being in Pisces is that communication can get a little bit uh, scattered and can get a little bit diffuse as in we're not quite sure what we want to focus on. We may feel a little like we have ADD or ADHD where we're kind of popping from one thing to another. Um, it might be harder for us to articulate what it is we want to say. We likely will need to slow things down for the next couple of weeks, few weeks, three weeks, and uh, be able to 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 be able to bring words into reality, right? To bring them out of the imaginal realm and into uh, the actual physical realm. So Mercury and Pisces for the next three weeks, make, bringing us a little bit of a softer side, a, a softer way of communicating what we need to say honestly to ourselves and others um, and setting us up to be more creative and to be able to make new connections uh, with the imagination and the bringing in of the imagination into the reality. And uh, let's see, somebody's got a question maybe uh, from Christine. Is there a thing called Mercury return? She has natal Pisces and Mercury along with her son. Um, all planets have a return. So wherever they were in the beginning, when you were born, when they come back to that same place, that is their return. And it starts a new um course or a new direction with you and that planet. So if you have Mercury in Pisces, this is your new Mercury um, return. And that means that you have new opportunities to deal with imagination, expressing yourself in um, concrete ways. It's difficult with Mercury in Pisces sometimes to say things in uh, a, a way that makes people understand you. You have to slow it down a bit to be able to say you have to likely fall back on your human design strategy, whichever that is, to be able to use the voice in a way that is correct for you. And it starts a whole new cycle then of you with um, Mercury. And that, that happens with every planet. The sun, when it comes back to a return, is your solar return or your birthday. Uh, Venus does the same thing as do all the planets, even Uranus and Neptune and Pluto will do that, but Uranus has an 84 year transit, so you're about 84 years old when you have a Uranus return, 
Neptune has a 165 year cycle. So human beings don't have a Neptune return and Pluto 248 years to go around the Zodiac. So no human, at least not at this point has had a Pluto return. Countries do, nations do, uh, institutions do if they, are, if they live to be that old. Um, but for the most part, people do not. Uh, I hope that answers your question. And she has natal Pisces and Mercury along with her son. Yeah. And that's not a surprise. Mercury transits very close to the sun, even at its mo at its elongation. It is still within, I believe, uh, 40 degrees of the sun. So it's never very far away from the sun, likely in the same sign. Uh, but often it can be split with the sun in one sign and Mercury in the next sign. That's what's in my chart. Sun in Gemini, but Mercury in Cancer. So um, when you look at your chart, Mercury is never far away from the sun. And it also tells about the cycle. Where were you in the cycle of the sun and Mercury? And how easily it, how easy it is for you to use communication, to use your mind at, in the service of the sun right, in the service of the sun. Wherever the sun is, is what you are here to focus on, what the main thrust of your life is about in Pisces. It's about spirituality. It's about imagination. It's about emotion. And uh, it is about swimming in the unconscious mind, uh, looking at what's there and then bringing it out into the light of the conscious mind for healing and release. So if you're doing that, you're doing well. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, the sun and Pluto meet up in a positive um, relationship with one another of sextile, the sun in the sign of Pisces and Pluto and Capricorn, uh, able to sort of work together well, this is about power, your personal power. So the sun sextile Pluto can bring you to success if you've been working on something, trying to get it off the ground or get it pushed forward. Um, and. and, and unwise choice of words without pushing, <laughs> getting it put out there into the world or out, you know, in uh, pushed, put forward, not pushed forward. Uh, but the sun and Pluto here, allowing us the access to personal power to be able to use it in sustainable and um, ways in which where we are serving the world instead of just being self-serving with it. We also have Pluto moving into gate 60 tomorrow. And that's a change because Pluto has been six, sitting at the gate 61, which is up in the head, the center um, uh, gate in the head. And that has been a gate of creating a wonder and magic and awe, but also the shadow, it has exacerbated the shadow energy of psychosis. And that energy is in the shift right now, at least for three months. And I'll get to a little bit deeper uh, discussion of that in just a minute. Uh, on the 18th, uh, Thursday, Venus and Pluto come together in a sextile. So you can almost know when you see, you start to see um, the inner planets coming into a relationship, a positive relationship with Pluto that we're transforming in positive ways. So in this case with Venus on Thursday, it could be transforming in positive financial ways, um, positive relationship directions, something to do with your values, uh, with beauty and harmony and peace, the things that Venus 
rules come into a new powerful relationship in some way. And then on Friday, we have our new human design week. We get to the uh, vessel of love energy. So every time we turn the seasons, we bring some new configuration of love energy into play. And this time it is the love of spirit where the sun will be. And the uh, challenge by the earth is going to be in the gate 46, the embodiment piece. So having to love the body as the vehicle for the soul to be able to move through life, you need this physical form. So doing the things that we need to do to support our body, to support being in the physical as the temple, if you will, for the spirit. So we have that energy for uh, from Friday. Then we have the spring equinox on Saturday. And with that, the sun moves into Aries. And if you are in the land down under, you're moving into your autumn equinox with the sun still moving into the sign of Aries, a little bit different experience of Aries energy if you are living below the equator. On Sunday, the 21st, that's a very powerful day, a very busy day, astrologically speaking, with Venus moving into Aries. So now we'll have uh, the sun and Mercury no, I'm sorry, the sun and Venus in the sign of Aries. And that will be driving our expression of who we are out into the world. This is external, externalized energy. And we'll have Mars in a trine to Saturn. So action that we want to take, Mars action, uh, will be met better with goals or with structure when we're following a plan. And then as well, Mercury comes into a sextile with Uranus. We may have some unexpected, exciting news coming our way uh, as we get to the 21st. So that's our week. Not a bad week at all. Well, let's take a look for a minute at Jupiter moving in, or I mean Pluto moving into the gate 60. And let me share my screen here with you. There we go. So the gate 60. So Pluto's been up in the head center and the head center is a center of pressure. And the pressure in the head, the top center, is about answering questions. And it, the pressure to, to relieve how, when, why, and what, especially how, why, and what. And now with Pluto moving out of the head center, we're not so pressured to ask why, why ask why, right? The question why is gonna be relieved a bit and the pressure then goes to the root center, the root center down here at the bottom where the gate 60 is. And the gate 60 is a gate about conservation and conservation meaning taking care of, being sustainable with our resources, our time, our energy, using them to their best, but not using them all up, right? We wanna be able to preserve some energy. We wanna be able to be conservative. And I don't mean conservative as a political statement. This is our being a good steward of all of the resources that we have, that we have access to even our personal resources. So our personal energy, as well as the things that we see out in the world. And as such, then the gate 60 helps us to find uh, ways that are innovative and inventive that uh, are able to be resourceful helps us to be resourceful and not 
uh, be taking away from the resources in a way that is not sustainable. So it's a big change actually from the mind and the focus of the mind to now the focus of the root center. And the root center is also a motor and the motors in human design provide action or a way forward. So there is the impulse energy here of doing. So the pressure on us changes from what we're thinking about and what we're trying to answer as far as questions to the actual uh, pulse of doing this. So again, this is, this is great energy for getting things done, but we also have a lot of transforming to do in this very short period of time. So let's take a look at this. So first of all, Pluto is about transformation, truth, and our pathway to light, right? How do we get to the light? And in that uh, gate from March 16th until June 10th, so we get just about a three-month little taste test of this energy, Pluto will be back in this gate again for most of 2022. So we're sort of going to see maybe just the beginning of what can be transformed um, mostly in the collective, but you know, Pluto, Pluto is definitely not a personal planet. This is a planet that, that runs the energy for a generation, if you will, because he moves so slowly. But he's also in your personal chart somewhere, and it shows the part of the, the generational aspect of yourself where you join with others in the collective to bring about a certain energy. So now with Pluto into the gate 60, it adds another flavor to what your natal Pluto is here to transform. So here in this gate, we're transforming unsustainable practices, structures, institutions, forms, thoughts. Uh, even though this is not the mind, there is a lot of thinking patterns that we got, have gotten caught up into that stop us from doing the exact things that we need to do to transform. Finding unique solutions to our problems that can stand the test of time. This is about sustainability, again, good stewardship of everything on the planet. Focus on what is working and focus on being optimistic instead of focusing on what is not working and what is negative or pessimistic. Pluto's in a sign, Capricorn, that does tend to the pessimistic side of things. There is more pessimism in Capricorn than what you might first think. So we have to really focus on the things that are working and what can what steps can we take to make things even better and being optimistic then about the future as opposed to being pessimistic. And it's not going to be but just a few more years before Pluto too moves out of the sign of Capricorn and into Aquarius. So anybody that is holding back or feeling like they need to go backwards is going to have a very rude awakening as time goes on here because we're being pushed and almost catapulted into what's new, even into think about the solar plexus mutation here. Here's the solar plexus. All of these gates here uh, are taking us into a new future and a new future of emotions and how we deal with our emotional energy. Instead of broadcasting emotions in reaction, broadcasting emotion in response to what's showing up. Well, the root center here 
is about the energy for sustainability in terms of enduring to see something that changes and sort of nurturing it until it moves forward, right? Until it can get, gain its legs or gain its feet. So using a solutions-oriented attitude to let go of the past and to move forward. We're looking for solutions here. We're not looking to keep doing things the old way. That would be more in line with psychosis up in the head center where we have um, consistently tried to do things and then uh, not wa watch them not happen or watch them fall apart or, uh, you know, negative repercussions of trying to keep doing things the same way all the time. So we're looking for the new, we're moving po powerfully into the future and with sustainability and conservatism in mind, being good stewards, right? Transformation, truth, and the pathway to light. Now, if we look at this in the gene keys, in the gene keys energy, where's my cheat sheet? Oh my gosh. So let's look at gate 60. Uh, gate 60 is, uh, I want to say it's realism. It is. So it's limitation in the shadow. Realism is the gift and the Sidhi is justice. So we have big, big change on the horizon here. Uh, and maybe not initially. I think what we might see for three months period of time there is the beginnings of justice, the beginnings of being realistic and looking at our problems with, um, with an eye to realism, realizing that we can't keep doing things the way we've always done them, that we have to move forward. And then things are going to go back, right? Uh, or Pluto is going to move backward into uh, the gate 61 again, finishing the transit of psychosis, if you will, in the shadow um, and bringing us the wonder and awe and the magical realism that we can adopt as an attitude when we have uh, our psychosis out of the way. And then next year back into the gate 60, where we then can really build on the, um, the future. So it's an interesting time, I think, if we if we look at this very closely. The gate 60 in the I Ching, or the hexagram in the I Ching, talks about trouble in the beginning or difficulty in the beginning. And the gate 60 recognizes that anything that starts, any uh, even a, uh, a baby, you know, born has difficulty in the beginning, right? They, they're, think about when you first learned to walk, it's not that you just got up and you just walked and everything was fine. There were many times you were falling. There are many times you were running into things or uh, seemed frustrated. Th those things in the beginning always have more difficulty, but with time, and practice and sticking with it, which is what the, the root center here, the energy for the root center is not just the impulse to go out and do, it is also endurance and perseverance in some ways. And so we have to endure, we have to persevere to let the seeds of what's new begin to really start to grow, get their roots down and get their feet beneath them so that then we can, um, begin to reap the rewards of the work that we've done. So I hope that makes sense to everybody. It's a, it's, it's a powerful energy. Pluto sitting there is sure to make big changes in the world for us uh, over the next couple of years, building energy 
and instead of the tearing down energies that we've had. But sometimes building is just as difficult, right? We have people's attitudes that we have to get through. We have people's fears about moving forward. So we'll have that difficult time in the beginning and then whoosh, like a gate opening, everything flows. So, okay. Uh, Questions, comments, how are we doing out there, Asa? I haven't been paying attention to my phone, so if people were asking questions, nope, got it. Uh, so let's take a look back over here. Uh, who else is out there this morning? Lucky me, I have my moon to amplify my Pluto. Yes, me too. April, good morning to you. Augustina, hello, it's good to see you. And Christine says, just totally makes sense. Um, Okay, because of the question you asked, I gotcha. Mimi, slowly yet surely the winter doldrums have been fading away, loving the renewed year and energies. Yes, indeed. Third eye activated. Hey, Yoka, hey. Uh, hello, third eye activated. I'm not sure who you are, but welcome. It's good to see you out there. And uh, thank you, Asa. I did get the question. Good. Okay. So let's take a quick look at the Pleiadian Earth energies of uh, the week, or at least of the day. Um, as you know, we began a new week, and we are now in the uh, week, the umbrella energy of enlightenment. So one enlightenment becomes the overtone, uh, I think, uh, overlighting energy for the entire pulse of the week. We have come to the seventh day. So we are sitting at the halfway point in our week to reaching toward enlightenment. And seven is at transcending energy today, which in the Mayan calendar was the sign of Kimi, uh, represented often by the death mask or a vulture kind of picking away at the bones of the old so that the new, the fresh can be revived. We're transcending, right? Here in um, the Pleiadian energy, seven is the universal energy. So the universal energy means everywhere, every life form, uh, everywhere in the universe is resonating with this energy of merging worlds, being able to decipher or understand what hidden truths there are the hidden, um, the things that we, we don't think to question as far as, you know, we get so busy living our day-to-day -day lives, you know, living through our challenges and so forth. We, we forget there are bigger things going on that have been hidden from us in some way. And I'm not talking about the things that you think our government hides from us or that people in your family are hiding from you, that kind of thing. I'm talking about the more esoteric questions that hide behind this facade that we've built uh, that we call life. So if you think, for example, living day to day and just living to pay your bills, to feed your family and things like that are all that there is, you're failing to see the bigger picture, the picture of the loving energy that sits behind it all. And the seven sits us at the doorway, right, where we can see both into the physical realm and the things that we've built, but gives us that opportunity to also look underneath the hood and see what else is there, what other organizing principles there are to the universe that we're living in. And that 
is because we're sitting at the halfway point, right? Remember each 13 day week is a spiral of consciousness or a spiral of evolution, you could say. Our personal rising through the energies that are presented to us and then the merging of the energies happening here midway and then our moving fully into the new energy by the time we end the 13 day week because that is the day of ascension and then we're moving on up into the next level. So at this level, we are on the track of enlightenment. And what does that mean? Well, seeing things with different eyes, perhaps. Maybe not seeing things with your eyes at all. Sensing things through your body or through your intuition or your instincts. Seeing the unseen, if you will. And of course, that leads us on this path to searching out cosmic truth right? So it's not just the truth that you think about what's here in your face. It's the bigger organizing principles of the cosmic truth. And then transcending energy is the energy for the earth. It's the earth energy of the day. And this part is where we are transcending. We're learning to trust in the unseen, that trust that everything is moving in, in a way that supports our evolution, that everything is as it should be, even on the days where it feels like all is lost or things are never going to, to happen, everything is happening in service of our evolution of consciousness. So the seven day today reminds us about that and then transcending energy gives us the pathway to be able to change our energy, to change our beliefs, to, um, kind of go through that dark night of the soul into the brighter light of the souls, right? There's both the dark and the light, same side, different side of the same coin or the same experience. So kind of an interesting day that we land on here um, as we've reached that halfway point. Uh, Okay, that is it for me today. I really don't have anything else to talk about. So I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to wait for a few minutes here to see if people have questions. Is there something other, uh, some other topic that's been uppermost in your minds? Uh, Something uh, that you are confused about, uh, amused about, um, something that you've been musing about? Let me know. In the meantime, I just want to remind everybody that the energies in our human design have been very solar plexus oriented. And if you have been having issues around emotions, feeling up and down and in and out and all around and confused, uh, bored, restless, uh, at, in conflict with someone, um, feeling moody, uh, up one minute, down the next, then you are in good company. You are going right along with the energies of the day uh, because right now we have a lot of sitting uh, energies sitting on the solar plexus. So the solar plexus is the center for emotional energy in, in your human design. If you have a solar plexus that's defined, it's in color, it would say that you are someone who's broadcasting emotional energy. So in reality, those people, about 50% of you who are broadcasting emotion need to be very aware of what it is that you're in reaction to versus what you are responding to. Of course, reactionary energy tends to ramp up the energy. And then those of you who have it open, who are empathic, take that energy in, amplify it and rebroadcast it. 
And that means that we can sustain, if you will, the emotional overload uh, on the planet if we are all always reaction, reacting to the things that show up in our lives. Where if we are in response, we get to take a breath, a moment before we say or do something that is adding to the emotional upset of the world. So right now, all of us are working for that. Uh, question from Pauline, any plans for Angel Heart Radio? Um, I will be on Angel, I'm on Angel Heart Radio the fourth Wednesday of the month. So that will be next Wednesday. And I have a feeling I mean, raise your hand if you hate changing the time. <gasps> so I woke up this morning, I went, it's dark. Why is it dark? Because it was starting to be light every morning when I woke up and now it's dark again. I know that's going to change, but it just throws everything off. You feel like you're out of sync again. Uh, so I'm not sure, but I believe that we changed time and Melbourne didn't. So I believe I'll be on at 4 p.m. on the 24th, but I'll be able to check with her and uh, validate that, verify that before we actually go on air. And then they'll change time. And it turns out then there's like 5 p.m. my time that I end up on air. So, uh, but I definitely will be on Angel Heart Radio later this month. Um, Pauline's asking about any classes upcoming. Uh, right now, Pauline, you know, I know you've you've not been with us for a bit, but I've sort of had to pull back a bit because I'm in the process of writing a book and I'm on deadline and <laughs> not doing very good with the deadline. So I am in the process of writing, uh, finishing the writing of that. So my focus has not been on courses. Um, there is a free course that I offered for uh, people outside of if you you know, just join up to Living Astrology Academy. You can have access to human design for 2021. And uh, for those of you in the membership, we will we will continue on our uh, energies uh, looking at the centers, uh, but likely not until uh, the end of this month, if not the beginning of April. So there are courses coming. It is just a matter of how much time I have uh, between readings and getting this book written. Other questions, comments, things that people want to talk about? Those are great questions, by the way, Pauline. It's good to have you back with us. Uh, okay, well, I'm not seeing anything else out there. Let me go jump in and see about comments. Um, everybody's kind of quiet. I explained to others how to navigate situations now since I've learned myself so much. Exactly. Um, Got it. Thank you. All right. Well, that is it for me. Let's let's do a card reading, shall we? Somebody tell me what. Oh, hey, I have a great idea. I found I unearthed this deck of cards. Um, as you guys know, I had a store at one point in time called Mystic Moon. And um, when uh, I was at that store, of course, people you know wanted us to sell their cards and so forth. So I have all kinds of demo decks of cards. This one is called Messages of Light. And it was by Mario Dugway. And um, the magic of otherworldly images and key thoughts united on 54 illustrated full color cards. They're really beautiful cards. So here's what the cards look like. And they have a message on them. 
And so let's see if we can pull a message of light for us for the collective this week. Um, one problem with these cards is they're awkward because they're long, <laughs> longer than the width of my hand. So it's hard to uh, shuffle them. So I'm going to do it the old fashioned way and just the card is my inner calling. I now see that all situations in life that cause resentment are ideal opportunities to work on my inner self. These ordeals are necessary for my growth as I become aware of my dualities. Thus, I de-dramatize situations and have access to the positive cause of my experience. My inner calling. Beautiful card. I love the light aspect of them. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Okay, so that's one card for us. Uh, Asa has another question. Nope, that was the same question, right? Yeah. Okay, so your inner calling. Search for your inner calling this week. I will see you all on Friday. And on Friday, we have a lot to talk about. We'll talk more about what the sun in Aries will be bringing to us for the next uh, month and a look at Venus and Aries, as well as all of those other transits that are happening on Sunday and how they play out. In the meantime, everybody take care. Have a wonderful week. See you Friday.